Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. me to the book of 1 Kings chapter 14, and then if you would stand for the reading of the word. First Kings 14, verse 26 and 27, it says he, talking about King Rehoboam, took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king, of the king's house, and he took everything, even taking all the shields of gold which Solomon made. So King Rehoboam made shields of bronze in their place and committed them to the care of the commanders of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. Miss Patty, would you bless the service today? Amen. Air high five somebody. Let them know you're glad they braved the weather this morning. 
So basically, King Rehoboam has replaced or traded the gold with bronze. And a little backstory as to what's going on here. When Rehoboam has come into power, he inherited a mighty kingdom that Solomon had helped build. And everything that he could ever want was given to him, but something began to happen just five years after Solomon has died, the temple and the palace has foreign uh, invaders, I guess you could say, came in, and basically what has happened is they have traded all the glory, all the power for money. They have, when the people, they just become so spiritually corrupt, they become immoral, uh, Everything that they once had under Solomon has now faded away with Rehoboam. And I want to talk just for a little while about trading gold for bronze. And by the time we're done, some of you may not like me. Have you ever wondered and wanted to ask God some questions? Like, what are you doing? Have there ever been times in your in your mind, you want to ask God, why are you not doing anything? Have there ever been times, why are you allowing what's happening to happen? Looking at what all's going on in our society and America, I believe that everyone in this room probably has asked those very questions here lately. I know I have. You all are quiet. Come on, clap. Let me make sure y'all's awake. But I'm... I just look at our society, I look at our country, and, and someone once said this, and I want you to listen to this closely because this has got some great meaning. When the moral bottom of society becomes the loudest voices of influence, shouldn't God act? I believe that God is acting in unexpected ways. I just believe the church isn't paying attention. I believe God is trying to save and wake up America, but the church is too busy asleep, not listening. There is a war that is going on in the heavenlies, and the question really is, does the church truly know what God is doing in the last days, and do you know where you fit in to what God is doing? You see, Events and situations, I've told you all this since COVID has started. Things do not take, and God doesn't, situations and events does not catch our God off guard. God does not have a plan B. He had a plan in the beginning, and it's still the very same plan today. It has not changed. I still believe that God is and will be pouring out His Spirit in the last days on those who want Him to. Now listen to me. I believe that the Pentecostal churches that turn away from the entertainment and get back to the Truax model movement that God intended us to be, a surge of God is going to happen in churches. Man, oh man, oh man. True churches are going to see persecution. I believe we are going to see wickedness exposed. 
I believe we are going to see false doctrines die. I believe with all my heart we are going to see Christians and lost people hunger and thirst again. I believe with all my heart we're going to see small churches become healthy and relevant again. Churches across America and the church are going to come to a crossroads. And Adam, they're going to have to do one or two things. Depend on the power of the Holy Ghost or crumble. You see, churches are going to have to make a decision. Are we going to continue to be people-pleasing, politically correct clubs? Or are we going to be God-pleasers? People talk a lot about the church experiencing growth in the last days. I believe Scripture tells us something different, that in the last days we're going to see a great falling away. My Lord, just give them an excuse and they stay home today. I truly feel and believe that this last day outpouring on the church is going to be for the church to become, you know, it's going to empower us to be bold and fighters. I don't believe this last day outpouring that's coming is going to allow us to pad our numbers and our stats. You see, that's what a lot of people's looking for. I don't believe that we're in for a smooth ending. I believe Paul said that in the last days, there will be perilous times. You see, we got a lot of people teaching false doctrine, there must be a moral awakening in the churches of America in 2021 or we're going to see churches begin to crumble. We as a church, we can no longer sit around and allow to happen what is happening, what we call the new normal. God's core, Angie, they're going to, they're going to yearn for revival. And then you're going to have the lukewarm Christians and the lukewarm churches. They want to stay in that comfort and patty that convenient Christianity. When I need a little bit from you, God, I'll show up. When I'm comfortable, God, I'll show up. If that pastor don't tickle my ears, I'll go to the one down the road. I promise you some of those churches are going to be closed if they don't open their doors soon. Oh, boy. We know what happens to lukewarm Christians. Revelation 3 says we, that Jesus spits them out. In the 60s, in the 70s, I wasn't alive, but I read about it. Just let y'all know that. I was alive in the latter part of the 70s. But there was this thing that swept through America called the Jesus Movement. And I remember... Well, Talena and I, when we moved to New Martinsville, what ended up happening was that movement kind of swept through Pittsburgh, and a lot of people in the New Martinsville area would go up into Pittsburgh in the late, early 70s and late 70s, and they become part of this Jesus movement. And what ended up happening was there was a lot of denominational churches that were going and secretly being filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost. And then what would happen was they were coming back to their dead morgues, churches, and they wasn't letting them exercise 
what they had experienced in Pittsburgh. So what they began to do, we had a couple in our church, and I loved them dearly, and they ended up moving to North Carolina, but they started having house church. And they'd still go to their little denominational churches and have their meetings on Sundays, but on Fridays or Saturdays, they'd meet in their house, and they would have Holy Ghost-filled prayer meetings. Hippies and addicts and so-called outcasts during this Jesus movement begin to be saved and set free and healed and delivered and, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Church, we're going to see that again. We're going to see that again. It's coming. It is coming. Are we going to be a part of the woke church or are we going to be a part of the lukewarm church? That's the question we have to ask. Just like the 60s and the 70s when churches were turning people away because they didn't look the part. Do you see their arms? See all that stuff? They got tracks, man. We don't want them in here. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. You know their home life, man, it's messed up. He's cheated on his wife. She's cheated on her husband. Their kids are this and their kids are that. That's who we want. Man, oh man, oh man, we're going to see it, church. Just like the 60s and the 70s, you had churches that were turning people away. And I'm telling this church, the addicts and the outcasts are coming. They are coming. And, and, and I'm not being mean. But I'll take them over 30-year bench warmers any day. I know it's getting quiet. But the Holy Spirit is going to awaken them, and this church better be ready. Something is getting ready to happen. We have to stop arguing over the, the superficial nonsense and understand that we are getting ready to experience the end. I believe we're going to experience tongues of fire like never before. I believe the voice of the true, prop, the true prophets are going to shout again. I believe we are going to see conviction like we've never seen before. I believe we're going to see Joel 2 verse 28, and it will come about after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Church, it's coming. God is sounding the alarm, and who is ready to go to war? God is not interested in this new church society that we've created where the church wants God to humor us and pamper us. We want to set and blame Washington, D.C. for the church's problems. No, the church is to blame for the world's problems because we have sat in our comatose state for so long and we have watched. We have sat in our padded chairs in our heated rooms and we have watched the downfall of America and the church. For those of you who think they don't want this and, you know, I'm telling you, they don't want this anymore. And for those of you that don't believe they don't want to shut us down, you better wake up. This may be our first and last week online. We better be asking God what he's doing and where we fit in. Turn off the news. I'm going to go a step further. Turn off the TV preachers and the bigwigs. Because most of them are part of the religious 
confusion that's wrong with the church in 2021. Look at the world, look at the church and wake up. It's poisoned. Every facet of the world opposes God. Every facet of the world, happy, it, it, it opposes good and it elevates evil. Every facet. I just, I was reading an article last night of a church in America, in New York. We elevated these people and talked about how great they were. They were nothing but a whorehouse. Their whole staff was having affairs with other women, and we were elevating their pastor. And I'll go a step further. And we followed him even after we sat and watched him in a bar having a big uh, brandy with Justin Bieber, and we still lifted him up. And now they're being exposed for all they've done. Oh, boy. Every facet of our world opposes good and elevates evil. And God has a plan, and I want in it. God has a plan, and I want this church in it. God has given this church and us as individuals assignments. What is it? What is it? And I'm going to go a step further. If you think fighting liberals on your keyboard is your assignment, you're in for a rude awakening. I heard a statement, and I love it. It says, before there can be a great awakening, there has to be a rude awakening. The church needs a de defibrillation. We need the Holy Ghost to get out the paddles and put them on our chest and give us a jolt. If the church could truly see our condition before God, we would be shocked. If the American church could see how close we are to destruction, we would be shocked. We need some people that are like John the Baptist, that'll be a forerunner of the coming of Christ. We need some people who will disrupt the plan of the enemy. We need some people who will expose the lies. We need some people who will stand up and speak truth to power. We need some people who are unwavering in our faith. We need some people that are not going to allow culture to dictate our beliefs as Christians and how we have our church services. John 1, 6 says, There came a man sent from God. That's the key. He was sent. He wasn't just a man. He had an assignment. He was sent from God, and his name was John. Now, John is not the picture, Patty, of comfortable John is not the picture of charming. I don't see eating honey and locusts as a charming uh, young man there. John's not a man that holds back words. In fact, in the words of Miley Cyrus, he came in like a wrecking ball. Because John was considered offensive. In fact, he was so offensive to everyone except those who were hungry and thirsty for righteousness. The religious people hated him. 
People ran into the wilderness, Rob, just to hear the messages about the coming Messiah. They were running and saying, tell us the story of the good news. And by the way, while you're at it, why don't you just baptize us while we're here? To most, John was irrelevant. Today, the church is irrelevant. But to the ones who listened, what John had to say ignited a fire. Listen to me, church. We've been stagnant for way too long. Most people believe we are. I mean, we have the mindset in this country that we're American and we're just going to survive. Tell that to Nineveh. Most people, we were just talking about this out front earlier. Most people had the mindset, if we can just get two more years to the election, if we can just get four more years to the election, listen to me, elections are not going to solve spiritual problems. I don't care who we vote in there. They're corrupt. They are corrupt. Give it two years. Give it four years. How about now? How about now? We have studied and studied about crumbled societies and empires that God has caused to to fall for many reasons. Nineveh, they actually said, we're a city that will always be. You can't touch us. Where's that now? We, in America, we have amazing history. God has had his hand of protection on us for so many years when, when we were fighting the, the British and when we were World War I and World War II and 9-11 and two Gulf Wars. and I mean, we can just keep naming and naming and naming. But now we are a culture, Patty, who is looking in the eyes of God and we're daring him. We are daring him. We've got people wearing signs that says, I'll burn in hell. Before I love a God. We have crossed a line in America morally. Church, we are a postmodern Christian society. We're, we are a post-Christian society. Americans, we're looking at things and times that happy we've never seen before. This man fought in Vietnam, and he, I mean, he's seen a lot. And he's looking at things that he's never seen before. The words of Abraham Lincoln. At what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reach us, it must spring up among us. It cannot come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. As a nation of free men, we must live through all time or die by suicide. Most doctors and counselors will tell you that suicide happens because that person believes life is too painful. There's a lot of pain in our nation. Most Americans, we feel gloom, doom, despair, and agony. We as a nation have only been this divided one other time in our country's history, and that was during the Civil War. All we see and read is falsehood. No media outlet, no media outlet can be trusted. I said none. I don't care what channel you turn it on. No media outlet can be trusted. 
Most of us have never been here before. Alcohol, pills, pot, powder, needles at an all-time high rate. Our kids are 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, and they're depressed. The last year, we saw our kids go from happy, energetic, young people to shut them up, put them in their room, they have no use, get, put them on their games, and all we see now is depressed teenagers who are going to grow up to be depressed adults if we don't wake up. Why can the church not look at this directly and see that what is happening happening in America is a direct reaction of the church's rejection of God. Nothing can save us from the path we're on except the church have a moral awakening. And again, I believe the Pentecostal movement is going to be the catalyst that holds the key to a monumental move of God. And I am not saying that other denominations will not experience the power of God, but true Pentecostals who still lay hold of the true baptism of the Holy Spirit will be the catalyst. 2021. Pentecostals were weak. We have traded the anointing for entertainment. We're divided like never before. Again, we need the Holy Spirit to get the paddles out and put them on our chest and give us a jolt. Patty, we have traded revival fire and the anointing of God for smoke and lights. Happy we have traded the flames of Pentecost for a consumer church. Let me go in and shop around and see if I like what I see. Church, we ain't Walmart. If we were, we'd be full this morning. We've traded, Angie, the fire falling from heaven for preference. Well, they don't sing this song, or they don't sing that song. They painted their walls this color. They got this color carpet. My good Lord, they used to do it on dirt floors. Me and Talena sat and watched a video last night of a tent meeting. I long for the day that we do that again and have the power of the Holy Ghost fall into place. He took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house, and he took everything, even taking all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made shields of bronze in their place and committed them to the care of the commanders of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. Church, we have traded the gold for the bronze. Years and years of Men and women, the pioneers of our faith, paving the way before us. And us so-called spirit-filled leaders have traded gold for bronze. I know I'll have a lot of pastors mad at me later. That's okay. The devil has stolen our gold. 
He's baited us in with the big church mentality. The church has bit and we have traded revival for marketing. I I know many's going to listen to this and they're going to ridicule this old pastor and I'm okay with that. Say what you will, but I'll still tell you, we have traded gold for bronze. We can sit and talk about the old timers all we want. I wish the old timers were back because they had something. I wish I still had some old timers that would stay in the altar till they saw their sons and their daughters saved. I wish we still had some old timers who would sit in the altar and pray what we used to call pray through. I I laugh all the time and say, I never really knew what to pray for because one would be saying, hold on, and the other one would be saying, let go. But at least they was praying for me. What's this pastor talking about this morning? For the sake of numbers and looking good in the monthly witness, we have traded our gold for bronze. I'm telling you, there was a time when grace was the catalyst for holiness, Patty. Today we've watered grace down so much that all we've done is given people permission to sin. We've traded spiritual experiences at church for emotional experiences at church. Those are more important now. Pastor, when we cried today, were you changed? What makes me feel good now takes dominion over what the Word of God says. Well, it makes me feel good. What you feel like is not going to hold no weight when you stand before God. And he says, depart from me for I don't even know who you are. Pentecostal preachers, we don't teach and try to lead our congregations into the baptism of the Holy Spirit anymore. Why? Because we're we're too much of seeker-friendly churches. We don't want to spook nobody out. Parents, hold on. Most of our teenagers in Pentecostal churches have never even seen anybody filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know the result of that? It's a a result of a clueless generation that has no idea what they believe. It's the result of 2021. Powerless churches. How can we share what we don't have? How can we share what we don't have? We've traded gold for bronze, and if we parents don't wake up and make attending this building a priority over the things of this world, Judges 2.10, all that generation also were gathered together to their fathers, and there rose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. That's what's happening. We've turned church into when I feel like it. Sunday morning, your kids need to be in some of these classes. They need to be learning about the stories of the people in the Bible. Well, I'll bring them next week. They may have missed the best week. Pastors, we better start warning our sheep instead of patting our pockets.
We better start worrying about our sheep instead of worrying about our retirements. Superstar preachers, you better start confronting sin. Because you're going to stand in front of him one day and you're going to give an account for everything that we've said behind this pulpit. We wonder why the family's destroyed. There's no biblical lines drawn anymore, Patty. Everything that's destroying the, 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 the family, preachers are afraid to preach against. We as pastors, we have neglected to call and to confront sin. How can we preach the word and lead our people into the power of God if we won't confront them? Pastors, we have applauded unfaithfulness in return for great tithers. We've done nothing to arm our churches to defend themselves against the enemy as long as you pad my pockets. Oh, boy, this is a good one to put on online first time, right? I'm, I am appalled when I, I you, you look and you, we, there are churches that literally have beer and hymn night. And the place is packed. Call prayer meeting and you can't get them here. We have church members now who only want the warm and the fuzzies. And if you preach like Pastor Mick is this morning, I'm out of here. I got two words for you. Bye, Felicia. Because I ain't going to stop. God hasn't called me. to. He ain't called this old boy to tickle your ears. Nobody's ears. I ain't got time for that nonsense. <laughs> there is an urgency inside of me like I have never felt before. I'm not going to sit and tell you that I believe Jesus is coming next week. I know he's coming soon, but there is an urgency inside of me to wake up the church. We're in 2021, and we're still fighting over bean dinners and who presidents over new committees. Let's lose all the titles, and let's just live up to being the church. Let's just start there. The church, we refuse to look at reality. We refuse. People stood behind pulpits, and they shouted, from the top of their lungs, that traditional marriage was in danger. Not in this country, never. Never. We went beyond that. We're in a day that a man can walk in my daughter's bathroom. Because we didn't take a stand on the first thing. Because we were comfortable in our heated padded chairs. The church has just laughed. And said, never, no way. Not in America, Lance, not, no, not a chance. Look what's in your front yard today. 
There's a list of things that prophetic voices has stood and declared, and the church has laughed and said, no way. Never. What is it going to take to wake us up? A missed rapture? God wants to restore what happened in the upper room, what happened in Azusa Street and many other movements. He wants a rediscovery of the Holy Spirit and He wants to save our nation. But it's not just enough anymore, church, to walk around and say, I'm saved. It's time that we ask God, what are you doing and where do I fit in? And it's not just on Sunday morning. Selena, God's looking for some vessels to fill. Matthew 24, 13, but the one who endures to the end, what? He'll be saved. Jesus is telling these things that's coming upon the earth, and he's saying, this is how you're going to have to live in the last days. And here's the reality. God is at war to save us. How do we help? Because I'm telling you, the war is fierce against the church right now. Look at our culture. Look at our churches. Wake up. Some of you say, well, I'm going to be out of here in a couple years anyway. Look at your youth. Look at your young adults. Addiction. Depression. Despair. Moral confusion. I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. I don't know if I'm gay or straight. Let me give some clarification. If you're born with this, you're a boy. If you're born without that, you're a girl. Simple science. Trust the science. Who's going to get a backbone and fight for our kids? If we don't find, church, the things that are important to God, do you think our kids are going to find them? The enemy's voice is screaming to our children. He's screaming to us as parents, I'm going to have them. He's screaming to Jacob and Caitlin, I'm going to addict them. I'm going to pervert them. I'm going to confuse them. In fact, I want to take it so far, I want to kill them. That's what our enemy is saying, and the church is listening to it. But I want you to hear me this morning. There is another voice that if you will wake up and understand, there is another voice louder in the background that says, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. God's not going to let America go without a fight. He's trying to save us. Do you know what he's doing? We're at war. And for anyone who's called out and, and called on the name of Christ, you're at war. You can ignore it all you want, but it only puts your family in danger. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Understand this. Satan needs Rob to destroy America. He has to. 
America, Danny, is his grand prize. I believe America consumes Satan. When I was a kid, all I ever wanted to do was play shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. That was my dream. All these years, America has been Satan's dream. Are we willing to pay the price? Church, I'm trying to sound the alarm, but many of you all don't want to listen. And I ain't being mean, but America is what stands in the way of worldwide chaos. That's why we're seeing all the stuff that we see. The most important goal of evil is chaos. Look at last year, this whole last year. Nothing but chaos. I mean, we're still talking about COVID a year later. I thought this thing would be done like April of last year. There is an ideology out there that wants all other ideologies erased. And while there are people out there that has this mind concept and this ideology, they are clueless, Lance, to the fact that they are Satan's puppets. They're trying to destroy the church and Christians. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, do you all know everybody in this room is labeled a homophobe? Everybody in this room is labeled Islamophobe. Everybody in this room is labeled a xenophobe. We're a racist. We're a bigot. We're, a, we're sexist. Whatever they can do to destroy us or destroy anyone that disagrees with their mindset. Well, Pastor, you're a little bit overboard. Let me tell you, Christians are the number three viewed domestic terrorists. That's what they've labeled us. We are domestic terrorists because we stand with God. What God calls good, they call evil and hateful. Leave it to Beaver has been replaced with Jersey Shores. Marriage, manhood, military, the police, freedom of speech, the Bible, even the American flag is now deemed evil and oppressive. Wake up. Chaos. Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call good or evil good and good evil. Who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness. Who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I don't want to be on the wrong side of that woe. Selena, if you'll come to the piano. You can walk away today, and you can say, this pastor's nuts, and I'm okay with that. But you better hear me right here. The enemy wants to shut the church up and America down. If there was ever a time, ever a time, that the church should repent and fall back on our knees and our faces, it's now. Your enemy... My enemy, Satan, has unbridled malice and rage against you and your family. 
I'm asking again. Ask God what he's doing, Patty. Ask him where I fit in. Right now, God is picking people. He's asking people. He's working with people's hearts. And church, he wants to empower us. If you'll put your mask on, I'm getting ready to open this altar. If you're not saved, don't put it off any longer. Time's short. Time is short. I just buried my uncle. And I made a statement when I was doing the eulogy. Where has time gone? I sat there and I looked and it just seems like yesterday me and my cousin was kids and him and my dad were alive and whipping us. (laughs) But now we're 35 years later, 40, I mean, it's crazy. Some of you older, you're looking and you're thinking, man, my son was just this age and now my son has three kids. (laughs) Where's time gone? I mean, it just seems like yesterday. I had the new dad was a little kid in the youth group. But if you're not saved this morning, time's short. If you're not baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, don't stop until you are. God's recruiting some people to do some things that is beyond our comprehension. And I pray that there's somebody listening this morning and you're going to heed the call of God. And if we do, I'm telling you, we're going to do some pretty astonishing things for the kingdom. The devil has stolen our gold, Patty. The church, we've traded our gold for bronze. And my altar call this morning is It's simple. Who's ready to get it back? This is a call of repentance to the church. Mask on, altar open. Selena's getting ready to sing. A call to repentance to the church. If you're here this morning and you're lost, this is a time of repentance. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. 
Have a great day and God bless you all.